Hey there, and welcome to Breathe Out. This is your host, Heather Smurl, here to talk to you about all things business, specifically focused on leadership, culture, safety, and wellness, because those are things that we just seem to know a lot about. Well, today, guys, we're going to talk about something that isn't fun to talk about, but I think as business owners and leaders and anybody out there, whether you're even just a personal insurance buyer, needs to really understand what is happening in the insurance marketplace. Um, And when we say what is happening in the insurance marketplace, like basically what's happening to premiums. So if you have had an insurance renewal, whether it's your home, auto, or your business in the last couple months, you've started to see a real shift in insurance premiums and it's not at all a fun conversation. Well, I want to give you some insight on what's happening and maybe that will help you know make it a little easier to understand some of the things that you can do some of the things you can't control and just how we all have to navigate through this together um, and budget accordingly because of it so right now 2020 we have definitely reached a crossroads in the insurance world Um, For the last 20 years, we have been in a very buyer-friendly insurance market. Um, We call that in our industry a soft market. So we have been very much more buyer-friendly. Carriers kind of fight for the insurance. We call it they buy the premium. Um, So they're just more aggressive about writing your insurance And in a hard market, when it starts to firm up, it's not as friendly to the insurance buyer and the insurance carrier is really, really looking under the hood of your business or your personal things like credit scores and financials and all the things that really calculate the risk of um, insuring you. So we talk so much about leadership, culture, wellness, and safety because we know that those are things that drive down risk factors, and they are going to be more critical in the next few years than they've been in the past. In the past, you could get away with a little bit of, you know, not focusing on those things and still not, you know, see too significant of an insurance uh, cost, but now... If you don't have those things in place and really running best in class in your business, you may reach a point where you become uninsurable and uh, or your insurance costs exceed what you can even budget to have in your business. So this is not at all a fear-based podcast. I just want everybody to be realistic about what's going on and um, understand how we are here to uh, help each other get through that. And that's really what, again, this podcast is all about is helping our listeners um, be better at business so they can lower their risk. Um, So here's the thing. The insurance market was already starting to increase in 2018 and 2019 it had hit um, a much higher rate than it had in over 20 years Um, so starting to go up specifically we started to see some increases in the auto um, market and then in the umbrella 
market. Um, but now we're seeing it everywhere. And with so much going on with this COVID-19 pandemic that hasn't even made its way into insurance calculations, it's very, very clear that businesses are going to be facing a lot of health and safety um, issues in their workforce and new compliance things that have to be done for COVID, just all these things that are going to happen that are going to continue to make the market, the insurance market harder to um, navigate through. So again, we are here to help you through this, um, not just tell you, oh, it's going to suck, embrace the suck, but to actually help you walk through how to build those loss control um, things in place that are really going to help us, you know, with your business. Um, so let's just go back through that again. So the insurance market cycle, there's a hard versus a soft market. So you'll hear us talk about a hard market versus a soft market. So in commercial insurance, it's cyclical in nature. So it's going to fluctuate between a hard and a soft market. Um, this is based on availability, terms, prices, people in the marketplace, what carriers are doing and so forth. So the soft market, again, is a buyer's market. It's stable premiums, broader terms of coverages. You can get your prices going lower, not higher. Um, you can shop it and usually find a discount. Um, and everybody's kind of competing for the business. It's, it's no different than like supply and demand. Um, in a hard market, which is sometimes called the seller's market, it's increased premiums, way stricter underwriting criteria, way less capacity, restricted terms and conditions, higher deductibles, less competition. People aren't fighting over writing the insurance. So in a hard market, two things start to happen. You can see conditional non-renewals and regular non-renewals, which means that your insurance carrier can say, hey, I'm not going to renew you unless you do these things or you provide us this stuff. Um, and so the underwriting becomes a lot um, more in-depth, which makes our clients very frustrated because they'll ask questions like, hey, I have not had to provide you this in the last five years. Well, all of a sudden, do you want these things? Um, I had a client just a couple weeks ago that you know, the carrier sent out a conditional non-renewal um, based on financials, and we didn't get the financials to the very end. And then, of course, the carrier increased the price, and they had the ability to do that. Um, his financials were fine, but it just it's just how the carriers are working. Um, and it's, it's just we're not in a way, we're in a place where we can navigate through that and say, hey, we can, you know, find someone else to do it. Literally, we've been in the longest soft market cycle um, in history. Um, it started to harden for a real short period after September 11th. So if you were in business around 9-11-2001, you saw kind of the market starting to harden um, like it was in the 80s. But in just a couple years, it started to come right back down. We found more capacity and... There's been pops of, you know, when we've had catastrophes like hurricanes and wildfires and things like that. Those will drive up the cost. That's specifically property. And a lot of times that's location specific. What we're seeing now is less location specific and totally across the board. 
Um, the underwriting profit is also typically how an insurance carrier makes their money. And I know this is a little boring, but sometimes I got to give you some education here because knowledge is power. And as a business owner, um, or again, if you are just a, you know, not business owner, this is still good stuff to know for you for your own personal insurance and so forth. And it's just fun facts, right? So um, underwriters could write insurance, take the money, make it up on the investment side, and still lose and pay out more claims than they did. And that started to erode um, over the years to where they're not making that kind of money um, outside of it. The economy typically does affect the insurance carrier's ability to write new business. And I know this sounds really counter, um, it's like a counter statement, but when the economy is usually on the downturn, insurance costs go up, which I know does not make a ton of sense because you think, well, there's less exposures and so forth, but that's just when insurance costs go up. Um, we're seeing a lot more limitations that are coming onto the policies like, um, metal roofs. So a lot of underwriters are now putting on cosmetic roof exclusions because, you know, everybody's gone to these beautiful metal roofs. We have one on our building, I know, but you get a couple dents in them and they are just not nearly as pretty. Um, the insurance carriers are saying, hey, we're not going to pay for that. Um, they're putting COVID exclusions on a lot of policies now, and that is just going to kind of keep, you know, working its way through our industry, just like asbestos did, just like pollution did, just like everything else that becomes a a uh, global issue ends up being an exclusion on the policy. Um, and some of that I know sounds like, well, that's just really chicken shit. Yes, I use the word chicken shit. It's really chicken shit of an insurance carrier to say, hey, well, now that this is a big issue, we're not going to cover it. But if you think from a much bigger perspective, people go after wherever the money is. And if there's exclusions on everybody's policy, then the lawsuits related to those things stop because there's no money to get like mold. Um, once that became a standardized exclusion, you don't see those lawsuits anymore because there's no money to get. So it does stop the um, going after the deep pocket, but it is a painful process to get from, you know, some have the exclusion to everybody has the exclusion to where it's just, you know, part of it. So here's some trends and stuff to watch in 2020. Um, hopefully you're not totally bored with this podcast. Um, but again, I just think this is really, really timely and important information that we do get, um, our hands around. So we look at outside influences that affect the marketplace, the insurance marketplace. And, um, we think that social inflation is going to drive up the insurance cost in today's market. Um, this is social trends that influence the ever-rising cost of insurance claims and lawsuits. As the insurance market changes, it's important for businesses to understand what's currently driving social inflation. So let's talk about social inflation starting with litigation funding. So one of the factors driving social inflation has to do with increased litigation. More specifically, litigation funding. So litigation funding is when a third party provides financing for a lawsuit. 
Okay, so a third party provides financing for a lawsuit. In exchange, the third party receives a portion of the settlement. So that would be like the attorney that says, hey, I'm going to take the case on, on, you know, you're not going to pay me until we win. And then you're going to pay me 40% of the of the proceeds. Um, in the past, the, te- the steep cost of attorney's fees would often scare plaintiffs away from taking lawsuits to trial, but through litigation funding, more all the costs associated with litigation is covered by a third party, which has increased the volume of cases cases being pursued. So litigation funding is becoming more common. Um, So it also increases the cost of litigation, sometimes to seven figures, just because plaintiffs are able to take cases further and seek larger settlements. So think about that for social inflation is litigation funding. Tort reform. Oh, one of my favorite words. So tort reform refers to laws that are designed to reduce litigation. So when lawsuits just get crazy, I don't know if y'all remember when, um, like, in the medical industry, doctors were getting sued for malpractice nonstop, nonstop. So they put this tort reform into place to where they couldn't get sued because, I mean, a lot of doctors quit practicing or said they weren't going to practice anymore because of these ridiculously crazy lawsuits that, um, you know, some people deserve to be sued for malpractice, but it had gotten way out of hand. So, and the same thing happened in the workers' comp industry. If you've been around and in business for 30 years, you know that workers' comp used to, I mean, I remember my clients telling me, well, it was $25 per 100 for, you know, high-risk classes, and now, like, it's, you know, $2.50. Well, it went down because of tort reform, because changes were made to keep people from making these astronomical lawsuits that didn't really protect the employer. So... Let's talk some about some of the tort reform. So it's when it's to prevent frivolous lawsuits, right? Um, And to prevent like abusive practices against businesses. So tort reform is an awesome thing, but it takes time. So in the last, you know, like we kind of talked about the claims on punitive damages is something that's been uh, some states have enacted. Um, there's been a lot of challenge on some states saying, hey, the tort reforms you have are not constitutional. Um, it's lowering the settlements to the point where attorneys are less likely to take the case. Um, but it's also keeping businesses intact. So there's all this uh, war over tort reform and whether or not it's the right thing. So tort reform is good for a business, um, usually bad for attorneys. Love you, attorney guys. Love you. But if you take cases on on this kind of basis, like personal injury and so forth, uh, tort reform is is definitely not your friend. Um, So there's a lot that goes into this. It is state by state. The more progressive um, states, uh, I say like East Coast, West Coast states, um, typically don't have the same tort reform protections that, you know, a state like Texas does. And so it even, you know, if you're working in some of those states, well, insurance carriers write in multiple states. So that becomes an issue as well is, hey, I'm writing in these different states and um, some places litigation is just totally out of hand. Um, so plaintiff friendly legal decisions and large jury rewards. So the public loves to you know, award money from large businesses. Um, and uh, they they think that that's the best thing for them to do. 
but it's increasing the cost of insurance significantly when you've got these highly publicized um, cases and uh, you know social campaigns to 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 settle them. Um, it's how we kind of perceive uh, a jury in, in court. And um, the jury's going to typically sympathize with the plaintiffs. And at one point, you know, it de- again, it depends on where you're at. But litigation and increased litigation has just really, really skyrocketed um, the cost of legal fees. Um there's a, a, a compounding issue that the public's perception of businesses, particularly a larger business, is that they can afford the cost of any damages. You know, and, and this means that, you know, juries can um, make verdicts, uh, you know, 10, 20 million, 30 million dollars. And a lot of our clients have to buy 10, 20, 30 million dollars of insurance in order to work in the field that they're working in because it's a requirement of contract. Um, and then, you know, they're getting sued for something that's really like a $100,000 claim and they're getting a $10 million lawsuit on it. We are seeing them um, weekly. The problem is that that $10 million lawsuit now sits on your loss runs for another for three years. And in that three-year time frame, you're really unmarketable because – you know, until that claim is kind of figured out, it's really difficult to figure out how we're going to find insurance for you or move your insurance. So you're at the mercy of, you know, what, what you get to offer of. So I don't, again, know how we fix it. Eventually, some of these things do fix themselves. Um, once things get finally, you know, swing, I call it the pendulum swings far enough in one way to fix it, but uh, it'll swing there like it did with medical reform it'll swing there like it did with workers comp reform but it's definitely an issue in you know auto and so forth um so let's talk about extreme weather because you know right now as i'm recording this podcast there's two storms in the gulf and that's just crazy but i mean if you have paid any attention to the news not the fake news but you know the weather isn't typically fake um Hurricanes, tornadoes, hailstorms, wildfires, they have just been crazy and they've been coming at a much higher rate. Um, And they're not one particular area. So wildfires have been all over, tornadoes have been all over, hurricanes have hit everywhere. It's just really been an issue. Um, The wildfires alone in 2019 on the West Coast, um, there's 47,000 wildfires the flooding um, along the Mississippi that caused $6.2 billion in damage across 13 states. And on the East Coast in 2019, the hurricane season caused uh, billions of dollars in damage and affected multiple states along the Atlantic Ocean. So we got hit in 2019 from all three sides. Um, And they believe that, you know, many experts believe that the severe storms, extreme temperatures, wildfires and floodings are the new norm. These are becoming more frequent and the insurance industry and the economy will likely struggle to keep up with the losses. Um, If you think about just without the flood losses, it was uh, $106 billion in 2000. 
17 from catastrophe losses without flood and 50 billion in 2018. So we can expect more weather related stuff. And we also have noticed that, you know, a lot of the materials that we're using now are way, way more expensive to replace. So, you know, we've had clients with these gorgeous tile roofs that, you know, cost an astronomical amount to replace, um, clients with big giant metal roofs, um, you know, just materials alone have become a real expensive component and, you know, a whole area can get wiped out in in that. All right. So the last one related to some of these, you know, current increases is COVID-19. This is obviously something that has gone on for way too long now, but will continue to go on for quite a bit longer. And I think we all know that. Um, It's creating fear and it's um, really disrupting life as we know it. And it's becoming a work safety issue. With like the stay-at-home orders, right? Well, there were still essential businesses that remained open during the pandemic, right? When we were all shut down. And the ones that had to stay open, a lot of those turned into workers' comp places. And a lot of states mandated that if they were in a business that was open during this period of time, um, that it's a mandatory workers' comp claim. If it's not a workers' comp claim, it's a health insurance claim. So again, we're seeing it on all sides because a lot of people are sick and medical costs cost a lot of money. Um, you've got to also think that COVID-19 isn't just the current medical crisis. There's a mental crisis going along with this. I'm seeing it. I'm feeling it. I'm pretty strong emotionally, mentally, physically. I'm I'm tough. But man, I am having one of the hardest seasons of my life just navigating through all this, the constant pivots. And I know if I feel that way and you business owners feel that way, your employees feel that way. And when your mind is fogged with all this stuff, um, stress, it's going to create more claims. It's going to create more acts. There's just going to be more incidences for um, mistakes which again is going to drive up insurance costs. So here's kind of what we're looking at. um, Just to give you an idea for pricing forecast. Um, Again, not fun to talk about, but I want to just get it out there for you guys. All right. So property insurance, it really depends on where you're located. But if you're in Texas and, you know, we're in Houston, obviously. So we have a catastrophe exposure that is much higher than, you know, someone that lives in Texarkana. Um, but in just in like non-cat exposure areas, we're seeing, um, 10 to 20% increases and we're seeing up to 30 to 40% increases in where catastrophe exposure does exist. The other thing that we're seeing is if you've got bad claims history, we're seeing 25 to 50, sometimes 100%, sometimes uninsurable. So I can't express enough how much getting real control over claims. And obviously, you can't fix a claim that's already happened. And you can't always prevent a claim that does happen. But what you can do is work with us or your insurance agent to really... Um, elaborate on what you've done to prevent that type of claim in the future. And that helps sell your account to the underwriter better. 
All right, general liability, we're seeing somewhere between a probably about an 8 to 10% increase. It's not too bad yet, but again, it totally depends on the industry that you're in and totally depends on the um, the it just really depends on what industry you're in, but it's increasing. Um, umbrella is kicking our absolute butts. So umbrella, when a market is soft, is the cheapest coverage to buy. When the market is hard, it is the most expensive coverage to buy. And the problem is right now, a lot of business owners have to carry an excess or an umbrella because it's contractually obligated to get to do the work that you do to carry that higher umbrella. So auto, we're seeing 10% plus increases no matter what. If you have no claims, perfect auto score, everything, you're going to see an increase. If you have claims, you're going to see a 30, 40% increase. If you have big trucks, you are have high um, over-the-road exposure, those we're seeing 50, 100%. I mean, we're seeing ridiculous increases. And so we're really having to kind of navigate with our clients through how do we make this the most cost-effective um, solution for you to get through this, whether it's higher deductibles or obviously you can't really lower your coverages, your limits, but we can get creative in some other things. And then another thing to think about on the auto side, and we've told a lot of clients this, if you've got vehicles that are just parked and you've just got them on the back, you know, like, hey, I've got these 10 vehicles, I haven't used them in five years, I just keep them on the policy in case I ever want to, Get rid of them. Get rid of anything that you do not use because there is no point in paying, you know, two, three, four thousand dollars a year or sometimes ten thousand dollars a year on a truck that you just might use every once in a while. If you need a truck every once in a while, go rent it. It's way cheaper than holding on to an asset that you thought was like, oh, well, it's, you know, paid for or whatever, because you're going to be paying insurance costs on it that are totally unnecessary right now. So that's one of the first things we say is clean your fleet up and get rid of anything that you don't need. Your umbrella follows your auto. So think about that. So if you have a big, heavy schedule of auto of vehicles, it's going to increase your umbrella cost. So if you could, again, get rid of some of those vehicles that you're not using, consolidate some of that down, that would help. Look at really... Um, using um, third parties to do delivery or look at uh, just get stuff out of your fleet you don't need. Um, workers' compensation is actually the only knock on wood in Texas right now coverage that we're seeing that's running pretty flat to actually a little bit of a de decrease depending on your loss history, but workers' comp's running good. Now, Workers' comp 20-something years ago was terrible. It was the worst line of business. And then what happened? Tort reform. So, guys, it will come. It'll fix itself. But it does take time. And there was a long period of time that we were paying, you know, low auto cost and high workers' comp cost. It's just flip-flopped. Um, and then here's the other thing. So, cyber directors and officers and employment practices liability. These are three coverages that we preach constantly to our clients that you need the thing is now, after COVID, it is very difficult to obtain these coverages. So especially employment practices and DNO or directors and officers. So we have to really help you work with that. But we are seeing somewhere between 
10 to 35% increases on directors and officers and employment practices. And again, it depends on what state, what industry, if you're in some of those more litigious states that they're suing for everything under the sun right now, it is going nuts. Um, and cyber is kind of same thing. We're seeing a little bit of an increase. So what happens next is everybody kind of gets in a buyer frenzy and you know your agent or us we come out and tell you hey and agents have a different school of thought about this I'll tell you ours and I'll tell you why we go about it the way we do we believe that if we can get in front of it and talk to you about it and just be very straightforward like I am doing with you today on this podcast we can help you understand that we are navigating this together and we are going to work our butts off. We're not going to leave any stone unturned. We're going to do everything that we can to make sure that you get the best deal. But sometimes when that message is given to a business owner, they immediately think, oh, I better go shop my insurance. And so they start going out to all these other agents and saying, hey, let me quote, you know, I want to get some other quotes. Totally understandable. That is the reaction. That is just not always the smartest reaction in a hard market because there's only so many carriers that are going to do it. They're way more strict in their underwriting. We want to be able to present your account as best in class. And if somebody else that we're competing against doesn't do that stuff the same way, doesn't write up a loss summary, doesn't talk about your claims, doesn't really get into your safety program, if they're not doing those things to present you as best in class, It can backfire on you and what you thought was going to help you hedge, you know, the cost. You're going to have the cost no matter who you go with. What you really want to do is make sure you're going with somebody that knows what the hell they're doing in a time like this and has been through a market like this. Um, And yes, even though I look like I'm 12, I have been through a hard market before. Um, We have to really get ahead. So you guys are going to hear us calling you earlier, asking for more stuff, trying to really get you to understand that we need the best possible submission, especially, especially if carrier is non-renewing, because it's really going to have, it's really going to help us. um, It's going to help us get you the best deal. This is just the bottom line. All right. So there's so much going on with every single line of business. I could go on for forever, about just, okay, this is why general liability is increasing and this is why excess liability is increasing. Um, The things that you've got to think about is the litigation funding. It's hurting all liability policies. Um, Medical costs have gone up. That's going to hurt your workers' comp. It's going to hurt your general liability. It's going to hurt your auto policy. It's going to hurt your medical, your uh, group medical plan. So it's hitting from all sides. the auto, this is kind of um, something that we knew, but we've done nothing about, I think, as a society um, over the last 10 years. But if you were to look at the claims that have come in since the smartphone was invented and used and become um, a fixed you know, component to your body, because I don't know anybody, like I'm sitting here with my smartphone right next to me. Like, I don't know anybody who doesn't have theirs right next to them. And if you tell me that you never pick up your phone and text or talk while you're driving, 
you're full of shit. I'll just put it out there. You're full of it. So I know you do because I do and I'm in this business and I know I shouldn't, but I'm so hardwired to do it. I have to consciously try to stop doing it, like put my phone up and people are so demanding of wanting a response that it's hard to say, oh, well, I was driving. I couldn't answer because they expect an instant response. And from a service standpoint, if you don't give it to them, they get upset. Totally understandable. But distractive driving is the number one cause of the auto rates going up so crazy. I mean, it has been the biggest risk management challenge for as business owners to try to figure out how to control this. Um, for the longest time, I remember talking to clients and being like, you know, you need to have a no cell phone policy. Well, they wanted the employees to not talk to, you know, other people, but they wanted to be able to call, the owner wanted to be able to call them and text them anytime that they wanted. I understand that, but that does not fix the problem. Um, there's also a major, um, driver shortage. So, there's just not a lot of people that, you know, go into the trucking industry. There's not, there's not a lot of recruiting for it. And again, the distractive driving along with the metal cost. And then here's something that I don't think people have really thought about. To repair a vehicle now is so much more expensive than it used to be because they're made so much more safer, but they're also made like a, I don't, I call it like a body wrap. Like you, you damage one little thing and it's going to damage, you know, all this other stuff, and then the electronics and the cameras and all the things. It is so incredibly expensive to repair um, a vehicle now. So I want to do a podcast separate from this on just how to really, you know, some of the things you can do from a fleet safety standpoint and really dive into how does a business really institute a solid driver safety program. I don't want to tackle that today, but I will give a podcast just on that because I think it's probably one of the most critical things that we can do. Um, and then I think that cyber and DNO and EPLI, just really understanding what your loss preventions can be on that. Um, employment practices, liability, again, just an absolute crazy one that we're seeing these incredible increases on and we're really going to have to um, do a better job at. So here's some of the things that there are most of the insurance rate stuff seems like it's beyond your control, but it's important for you to know that your way that you conduct business and how you present your business to an insurance underwriter, how your claims history is, um, what you do when you have a claim, what your employee recruiting and, you know, interviewing processes and training and onboarding, all those things matter so much more now than you could ever, ever, ever even think. And that is why we've tried so hard to get ahead of this by talking to our clients about culture and leadership, because, you guys, it's the leadership that drives the culture. It's the culture that drives the safety and the wellness. And you won't get a solid safety and wellness program in place, which does help your insurance program if you don't really nail that that leadership and culture piece first. So there are, again, some things that you can work through. And I want to talk to you guys on some other podcasts about some of those things. Um 
But if you know, like right now, hey, I have a really, really crappy lot of auto claims history. I know I have. Call us and let's talk about it. Um, even if we're not your agent, like call us and let's talk about it because that is going to have an impact on your renewal. If you've had claims in the last three years of really any kind, especially auto claims, it's going to impact your renewal. Everybody's going to have an impact. Those with claims are going to have a, a much bigger impact. And those with claims that don't have an agent that's saying, hey, how do we sell your business and position you as this great business owner so that the underwriters look at you and are excited to write your business, not shying away from it because there's, you know, a little bit of risk involved. So think about that. If you have any questions or concerns, reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you about that and see if there's anything that we can help you with on that. So I didn't really get much into the home and auto, but if I talk to our personalized department, they are seeing the same thing. Rates are increasing. Carriers are pulling out. Everybody is just a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs in the insurance marketplace right now. It's making our jobs very hard. Um, we are definitely working for our dollars. Um, and we want so desperately to do the very best job for every single one of our clients. So to deliver a message of, hey, you're going to have an increase, it's never a fun conversation. We just want to get ahead of them as, as um, early as we can and just shoot straight with everybody. Hey, this is what we're seeing. And these are some things that you can do about it. And every single business is going to have a different strategy. So for me to lay out and go, here's the five things you do to have a perfect insurance premium. That's not how it's going to work. We're really going to have to get into your business, get to know what you're doing, how you're doing it, why you're doing it. And what things we could use to show your business is advantageous and what things we need to, to help you work through to um, be a little bit better sell there. So, wow, that was a lot of talking about a lot of stuff that's very um, professional and businesslike and not near as much fun as talking about leadership, but so, so important. So, you guys, I hope that this was good information. I hope that we can help you through this stuff. Again, it's about driving that risk down, which is what we are all about. So again, why we focus so much on leadership and culture is it is going to help your wellness and your safety program, which are critical components to keeping these insurance costs in check to where you can stay in business and run a successful business and a successful profit margin. So anyways, while that was a lot, I feel out of breath. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, I will see you guys next week until, well, I will talk to you guys next week. Until then, lead with love. Have a great week.